0: My name is Tony Bennett, and it is my privilege to direct and narrate this episode of the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast. According to the National Health Service, almost 2 million people are living with sight loss in the United Kingdom, and this is the story of just one, Gavin Burden from Salisbury in Wiltshire. Gavin tells us about how a brain tumour, which possibly had been growing since he was a youngster, manifested itself first with migraines, And finally, with vision problems. In this story, Gavin talks about work, family, and the tough times he has endured over the last couple of decades, and how he has used golf to give him both solace and enjoyment. Please enjoy the story of Gavin Burden. In 1995, Gavin Burden was a fit and active young man of 21 working as a carpenter in Salisbury, in the southwest of England, while thinking about career options. Free time usually meant a group of friends getting together and playing football. On the pitch, he half-jokingly refers to himself as a versatile right-winger for the mighty Avon Rangers. Fair comment, for he was a pretty good player. In the stadium, he watched his beloved Southampton Football Club, a Premier League team. Peter Shilton, Danny Wallace, Matt Letizier were his heroes. Gavin even followed the team to Hamburg with his dad for the UEFA Cup. At that time, Gavin had been suffering from migraines for two years and when playing football, he'd started to struggle with his vision.
1: One Sunday morning, I was playing football and couldn't work out whether I could see three footballs or no footballs at all. It was strange and alarming and deep down I knew something was wrong.
0: Gavin drove his car home and made an appointment with his GP. Then everything changed. On December 3rd, 1995, Gavin was diagnosed with a tumour in his brain. At 8am that day at Southampton General Hospital, Gavin's surgeon, Peter Lees, carried out a craniotomy to try and save Gavin's sight. The medical team were cautiously hopeful they could remove the tumour, but there was also a 50% chance of a brain hemorrhage due to the amount of neurofen Gavin had been taking for the pain. Eight hours in theatre found that the tumour was lodged in an area too complex to remove safely without potential catastrophic side effects. It was the size of an egg. The medics believed that Gavin could have harboured the slow-growing tumour since as young as five years old. The condition caused Gavin to suffer sight loss of 75%, horrendous news for Gavin and his family. The one positive? It was benign. All the work from here would be about pain management and Gavin's long-term welfare. This wasn't straightforward. Cerebral shunts had to be fitted into his skull to treat hydrocephalus, the swelling of the brain from the tumour. Three times in the three years that followed, further operations had been required to replace these shunts. They are still doing their job today.
1: They told me this type of tumour was a one in a million chance. I was devastated to be told about my sight loss. It's amazing to think that I've now lived with a tumour for more than 25 years. I have had to overcome many hurdles and I'm still doing so to this day. Usually the pain, if any, is very manageable. But the demands on life in general are greater and greater. Losing your sight is very difficult to explain, but we can all imagine it, can't we? In my case, it has become more difficult over the years, I'm being put to the test all of the time, as I have had to cope with my working career and now raising my family, I do have negative thoughts from time to time, and I've had a couple of occasions where I've really just wanted to end it, but my willpower has kept me going.
0: As Gavin relates these thoughts, you can understand how his lack of sight has produced more than a physical darkness over two and a half decades, but human beings frequently have something inside them that helps to adapt to new circumstances, in short, the survival instinct. Gavin has certainly adapted well, including turning a series of jobs into a varied and fulfilling career, from working with young adults with learning disabilities, to developing the commercial areas of his local newspaper, the Salisbury Journal, to his most recent role in property management. It was during his time at the Journal that Gavin met local businesswoman Lindsay, leading to marriage and children, Frankie aged nine and Maisie aged 11. Throughout Gavin's struggles over the first 15 years after surgery, he missed the ease of sociability and competitive camaraderie that football offered him as a young man. He still got out there, including taking a five-day trek across the Atlas Mountains in Morocco in 1998 to raise money for the Guide Dogs for the Blind Association. Nevertheless, a certain insularity took hold, affecting both his confidence and his once positive outlook.
1: Old friends and colleagues were very sympathetic at the time, but that's not really what I was after. They used to ask me how much of my sight I had actually lost. I didn't know any figures at the time, and how do you really answer that question? In something of a private joke with myself, I would throw back at them, I've lost 37%. And this officially sounded quite a good answer. Until one day, when I went to see my ophthalmologist up at Salisbury District Hospital, he'd actually informed me that he could give me a very, very accurate figure of the sight loss. That being 75%. Even though nothing had changed physically at the time, this news really knocked me for six, for a long, long time. It was hard to handle.
0: One feature of Gavin's condition is that while he can't see any detail out of his left eye, as it is completely blurred, he does have what he describes as some tunnel vision in his right eye.
1: This had advantages, for instance, I found that I could still enjoy going to St Mary's to watch Southampton FC, though I'd have to sit well back in the stadium and from the pitch to follow the action with my tunnel vision. Sometimes you want to shut your eyes anyway, as the performances have been that bad in recent years.
0: This advantage of narrow sight, if you could call it that, also brought him a defining moment in 2010 while Gavin caught the park and ride bus to work in Salisbury
1: I'd like to get there nicely on time so I'd often find myself talking to the park and ride site manager Pete he was a lovely guy and as soon as I realized he loved playing golf I started to think to myself despite my vision issues I might too be able to concentrate and focus enough on the golf ball when swinging the club Pete actively encouraged me and said he would gladly host me at his local club. I hate getting lifts off people, feeling dependent on others. When I lost my license 25 years ago, it was soul-destroying and it's so, so raw now. Raising a family, even more so, I just can't get the kids in a car and pop them somewhere just for the day or just for a few hours. They might only be five minutes away. So you've got to do all that planning to go somewhere and it could take you over an hour. It's only a couple of miles up the road. But in Pete, I trusted, and I said to Pete, if you'd gladly give me a lift, I'd be very, very grateful if it meant that we could give golf a go. I was soon having my first golf swing up at Salisbury and South Wales Golf Club. Obviously, there were lots of good, bad, and ugly shots, but I connected well with a few of them, and I was hooked. I have been a member there ever since.
0: Gavin found that if he connected well, he could watch the start of the ball in the air during its travel. Like all golfers, he could also soon feel around the impact of hitting the ball, knowing instinctively if the ball had gone to the right or to the left.
1: Becoming a regular player, playing with good mates, I now absolutely adore golf. It stops me thinking about all the other stuff that's going on. I play off a handicap of 16. I've been as low as 12 in the past. I just love it, and I love the banter that goes with it from my mates. It's so important to me, as I'm sure it is to them too.
0: Gaming's new sport led him to make lots of social connections. His group of friends mushroomed. For some years now, he's organised annual golf trips to the UK for groups of around 20 players. And in the last few years, they've even travelled to play in Portugal.
1: I'm a very proud person, and anybody that knows me will tell you that. I never wanted the tag of being registered blind. Only in recent times have I accepted any disability benefit. I hate relying on other people too much, so I really enjoy it when I can help other people out, whether that's my friends or my family. It really means a lot to me. Golf has been absolutely fantastic for me. It's wonderful to be out there in the fresh air, enjoying great company and being able to compete well at a sport that you absolutely love. I feel comfortable golf has changed a lot in recent years. It's not so judgmental as it used to be. I love being part of a group of friends and organizing our golf trips on an annual basis. Playing golf makes me feel so alive and is actually crucial to my health and well-being. I thank all of my friends at Salisbury and South Wilkes Golf Club for helping me to enjoy a game I love so much. The fact I just get on with stuff, I know, is credit to me. But it takes its toll from time to time and things just don't go right. I'm married to one amazing woman and have two wonderful children who constantly take the mickey out of me. From the mistakes that I make around the house or when we're out and about, I just love it. It really is such a good feeling. My family and friends, are so supportive, and without them, I wouldn't be here today, that's for sure. I would like to personally thank my amazing mum and dad, my sisters, and the rest of my family, my wonderful wife Lindsay, and all of her family, and our beautiful children, and of course, all of my friends, including all of the amazing NHS staff, for everything they have done for me, You really do not know how much it means to me. So thank you.
0: Kevin found himself once again, having to adapt quickly to a new situation when his wife, Lindsay was diagnosed with breast cancer in January, 2020. It led to three operations in Southampton hospital during the immensely challenging time of COVID-19 lockdown.
1: Lindsay is completely clear of cancer now, which is the most important thing. She has been so brave. She has always been such an inspiration to me as a mum, a friend, a wife, and works tirelessly at running her own business as a business coach.
0: In recent times, Gavin's eyes have caused him added difficulty, and he is aware that 25 years of effort during his jobs have taken their toll. Acute eye strain and fatigue led him to decide back in December that he would call time on his full-time career for now. During the pandemic, He's been too busy with the homeschooling of Frankie and Maisie to worry too much about the next steps. But Gavin believes that a role helping young people who are faced with sight loss or other disabilities might help him use his own experience to the best advantage for others.
1: If I could combine what I have learned through my work and my experience of living with 25 years of sight loss and put that into helping young people, possibly through sport, that really would be quite satisfying.
0: During his well-earned rest, the golf course and those good friends are sure to lure him out this summer and he's already played a few rounds recently. While looking into sport and disability online, Gavin stumbled across the work of Edgar. While England Golf holds an annual championship for golfers with disability, Gavin has fond memories of competing in such an event nine years ago, held at the Shire Golf Club in London. He hopes to enter similar tournaments again soon
1: wherever and whenever i do play golf next i'll be thanking my playing partners and also offering a little special thanks to pete from the park and ride whose positive talk about golf made such a great impact and a difference to me cheers pete my sincere
0: thanks go to our writer ben evans For more information about Edgar, please visit edgargolf.com and please stay tuned for the next episode of the Tough Love Second Chances podcast.